And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. All right, here we go. Welcome, everyone. It is Wednesday, and we are live from the bunker. Jason Hunt here. I am the editor here at Sci-Fi For Me, which means I get to take out the trash. Which I did last night. Uh, not at 1 o'clock in the morning. I'm very happy with that. Today, let's talk. Today we have the beginning, opening day of Worldcon down in New Zealand. I believe it's being held in Auckland. It's actually being held virtually online and we were going to participate uh, in uh, some of this stuff, uh, but most of it is happening on Discord, and we don't really have our Discord channel set up for anything. And we had registered using a different email than the one that our Discord uses, and so there was there was a lot of, of back and forth, and we just finally decided it's not worth the hassle. Because how many people, if you look at Comic-Con at home last week, there are not too many people that are going to be participating. And, and Worldcon being Worldcon, you're not going to have too many people participating anyway. So the few times we have done any kind of online virtual panel room type of thing, we haven't had very much response. So, okay. It is what it is. That's the kind of thing uh, that gets... Yeah, people are still trying to figure this out. And I think once, uh, once you get some general sense of what, um, what a virtual con should look like, could look like, then maybe, maybe it gets better but i don't know it's one of the things where uh it's it's a good idea on paper but then let's try to figure out how to make it work and i think um from my own experience and our experience here covering events i think there is a way to do it that is better than other ways to do it. And the, I, don't, I don't think a lot of these events have got it figured out. Because we had a model. And we were trying to get some of the different convention organizers to let us come in and work our model and see what happens. And it didn't, you know, some people, some people aren't, aren't interested. You know, Read Pop's not interested. Fan Expo's not interested. That's fine. We have a plan for that. Uh, hello, Robert, in the chat. Welcome. Thanks very much for joining us. Those of you who are watching live, we do appreciate your participation. The live chat is open if you want to leave your comments. Today we're talking about Worldcon, not specifically about Con New Zealand, because that one's done and it's on its way and it's, and it's going on now. But let's talk a little bit about Worldcon 2022, because it suddenly, and I don't know if this is a timing thing because Worldcon has just opened in New Zealand, it probably is timed co to coordinate with that, but 
I'm not sure that this is necessarily good coverage of Worldcon. This is an article in The Guardian that popped up uh, yesterday. Uh, headline, Authors Condemn Saudi Arabia's Bid to Host World Science Fiction Convention. Now, folks, most of the time you have discussions about things like Worldcon, the World Fantasy Convention, the Hugo Awards, the Locus, you know, Locus Magazine, the Nebulas, the Saturns, all of these different things. Those discussions usually take place within fandom, within the fan community, within within the people who read genre, write genre. It's it's a very small group comparatively speaking. When you talk about people who read science fiction as opposed to people who go see the Marvel movies, for example, vastly different numbers in terms of the audience. But for this story to hit The Guardian, which is not an esoteric, it's not the Mary Sue, it's not Newsarama, well, uh, uh, Games Radar now, it's not io9, this is The Guardian, this is a fairly substantial publication in the UK. Your mileage may vary in terms of how you feel about The Guardian, or the Daily Mail, or the New York Times, or the Washington Post, or any of those those things. But this kind of coverage of Worldcon, we haven't seen this kind of thing, at least I haven't in my in my memory, we haven't seen stuff like this since the Sad Puppies issue from, what, 2015? 2014, 2015? So let's... Let's get into this a little bit, shall we? Here's here's a little bit of of uh, of foundation. Let's lay some foundation here. The World Science Fiction Convention is a private, members-only organization of science fiction fans, authors, fantasy authors, editors, anybody. You can buy a membership to be part of this club, and that's what it is. It's a club, and the World Science Fiction Convention is a traveling event that goes from different city to different city to different city every year. Every year, there's a different city that hosts it. In 2016, it was here in Kansas City. Then it was in, in uh, uh, Helsinki, Finland. Then it was in Dublin. Now it's in, uh, what is it? No, Dublin's, where's Dublin's next year? Dublin's next year. Dublin's San Jose. No, San Jose was the NASFIC. Yeah, so so every year the event travels to different cities. It's been in Helsinki. This year it's in Auckland, New Zealand. Next year I think it's in Dublin. I I think. All right, so Mrs. Boss is checking that. And the way this works is that individual each Worldcon is run by a separate board a different organization runs the show every year so the people that ran worldcon 74 here in kansas city the mid-americon 2 committee is not the same group of people who are running the new zealand thing now dublin was this this past dublin was last year i think yeah it doesn't matter so the people that are running New Zealand this year, they don't have any control over next year's event. And next year's event, nobody has any control over the 2022 event. There's not a 2022 event yet. 
The way this works is the committee and the organization, they put together a bid and they sit there and they do this presentation and they say, we would like to host a Worldcon. And two years out from the date of the event you want to host, then the organization, the membership votes to select the site for the show two years out. So this year, 2020, they are voting on the 2022 event, which right now the bids are between Chicago, Illinois, and Jakarta, Saudi Arabia. Yes, Mrs. Boss? All right. So since Kansas City, it was 2017 was Helsinki, 2018 was San Jose, 2019 was Dublin. This year is Wellington, or Wellington, and then next year will be Washington, D.C. Oh, okay. And they're actually, um, it's going to be, it's Discon 3. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Now, when I say Minamericon 2 hosted Worldcon, Minamericon was the first Kansas City World Science Fiction Convention event, and that was in 1976. And that was where they debuted publicity and marketing materials for this little independent film called Star Wars. That happened in Kansas City with Charlie Lippincott and Mark Hamill coming in, and they had all this presentation of this new movie that nobody would have heard of, this little thing called Star Wars. And every year, the site selection involves, you know, the membership, this, this presentation. Here's why this city would be a great city to host the event. Uh, for Kansas City, you know, you have barbecue. You know, you've got all of this, you know, the, 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 hi the highway system, everything, you, whatever, whatever things that you want to put in as a selling point for your city. We have all these great hotels. We have all these great restaurants. We have all these sites. You know, we've got these zoos and these fountains and this and that and the other and that. And the, our city is so great. Come, come, come host a world con here. And didn't we interview the guys who did the Dublin we did, pitch. Yeah. And they also, um, one of the other things that I do remember from Worldcon, because it reminds me of the State Fair at home in California, is they would actually have a interactive booth for you to go through as well that highlighted what it was about, you know, this location or that location for it. And just to throw this out, when I was chasing down George R. R. Martin, he was going to do his voting for the next location. Yeah. Proud moment. Well, and it's one of those things where you have uh, pros and cons and, and people who support one over the other. And, you know, you have this discussion. Why is this city better than this city? Why do we want to host it here instead of there? And that discussion is a natural progression of things. It's a natural part of the site selection because people want to know, okay, do we want to go to, uh, well, in, in some cases, some years, there's only one city that does a bid. So it's kind of by default that ends up there. But if you have cities that are bidding against each other, that are competing against each other, as we do with the 2022 site, then now you have the opportunity to have a discussion as to why one city would be a better host city than another. 
2022, like I said, the 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 bids are between Chicago, Illinois, and Jakarta, Saudi Arabia. And this article in The Guardian details out some people are not too happy with Saudi Arabia being on that list of candidates. Uh, this is an article from Allison Flood dated July 28th, <clears throat> quoting, A group of more than 80 science fiction and fantasy authors are protesting at the possibility of one of the genre's biggest conventions, that's debatable, being held in Saudi Arabia in 2022, saying that, quote, the Saudi regime is antithetical to everything SFF stands for, end quote. Led by fantasy author Anna Smith-Spark, Writers including Charlie, Charles Strauss, Juliet McKenna, Stan Nichols, and Catriona Ward have signed an open letter objecting to Jeddah's bid to host the World Science Fiction Convention in two years' time, pointing to the fact that homosexuality is illegal and punishable by death in Saudi Arabia, its escalating restrictions on freedom of speech, and the 2018 murder of Saudi journalist Jamal Khashoggi, the writers argue that it is unacceptable to stage an international event against this backdrop. Now, right there, full stop. I could just stop right there and call out some of these folks. One, the only the only writer that I've heard of as far as that list goes that's right there is Charles Strauss. I've heard of him, but only because I've seen stuff on his on Twitter where he's posting a bunch of anti-Trump, anti-conservative, anti-Republican stuff. Doesn't have anything to do with promoting his book, or his books, or his work, or anything like that. Which is fine. If you want to use Twitter for that, that's your prerogative. But it doesn't make me want to buy your book. Are you, or were you going to say something? Oh, okay. It looked like you were leaning in there to say something. Uh, here is the Indian Express. Authors write open letter opposing Saudi Arabia's bid to host World Science Fiction Convention. This is from the Lifestyle Desk at New Delhi, posted this uh, today. And and they're further along in their uh, they're further along in their day than we are here. I think they're about fifteen hours, 12, 12 hours past us. So right, close that. Um, more than reading from the article, more than 80 science fiction authors are opposing the possibility of Saudi Arabia hosting the World Science Fiction Convention in 2022, saying the Saudi regime is antithetical to everything SFS, SFF stands for. A report in The Guardian says, okay, so the Indian Express is quoting the Guardian article. And then we go over here to Weekly Technology Times, uh, what's .pk? This is Pakistan. Science fiction writers condemns Saudi Arabia to host World Science Fiction Convention. This is Kaleem Nakhvi, uh, quoting today. And it looks like they're quoting The Guardian. This is The Guardian article as well being quoted in Pakistan. Now, I did a search as as part of my prep. And hello, RJ, Critical Blast. Uh, go check out his channel as well. I did a search on DuckDuckGo for the World Science Fiction. I did a search WorldCon Guardian to find this. But if I, if I go here, 
Worldcon Saudi Arabia. The the bulk of the articles that I find about it are not in the United States. Funny how that works. Now, there are some blogs. You know, there are some individual sites, you know, stuff like File 770. And we're going to get into Mike Glyer here in a minute. Um, but most of this stuff, like I said, you know, Times of India, fantasyhive.co.uk, so that's not in the United States. Uh, Indian Express, we look at that one. Uh, media, middle, oh, middleeasteye.net, I'm not sure where that's, where that's hosted. Technology Times in Pakistan. So a lot of this stuff, so you see these, all, all these are WordPress sites. They're not major major media outlets like The Guardian and, let's say, major media site for the sake of the argument here. But look at this, the, this, this headline here. Worldcon contemplates the abominable. Okay. Here's where I have an issue. Now, the argument about Saudi Arabia being a, an appropriate site or not, that's a conversation that probably should, should be had. That, that's a conversation that you probably want to have, but it's a conversation that is much broader than just the World Science Fiction Convention. When you talk about human rights, you look at places like Saudi Arabia, like... Iraq, Iran, Afghanistan, uh, Kuwait, Libya, any of those places. And I don't know what the individual laws are in each country, but painting with a very broad brush, the Muslim faith is not friendly to homosexuals or women. And I find it ironic, very ironic, that the people who are now objecting to Saudi Arabia being a host country are politically aligned with people who are perfectly fine canceling anyone that doesn't agree with you. And I, want to, and I want to put them into the same basket here because you have people in the United States that are that support the idea of teaching Muslim religious principles in the public schools. You have people in the United States and, and, and they are of the same political stripe. I want to make that clear. The people who are generally running the World Science Fiction Convention these days, the World Science Fiction, that group, that organization, leans to the left. We know this. It's been documented. It's been proven without any, any question anymore after the Sad Puppies debacle of a few years ago. We'll get to that in a minute. But the organization itself has proven to be intolerant of any opinion 
or 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 ideology that goes anywhere to the right of center and e- even even a little bit to the left of center is probably too far right for some of these people but they are politically aligned with folks who support putting sharia law in Michigan, Minnesota, where was that? Michigan, I think. They were talking yeah, about somebody Minnesota. wanted to put it Minnesota. put Minnesota. I think it's Minnesota. You have uh, well, you know, it's it's it flabbergasts me that on the one hand you have support, I mean because Islam is a is a is a is a religion of peace, is it not? Well, if that's the case, then these should be peaceful countries. And everything should be fine, right? Except they're not. So there's this intellectual disconnect that I find ironic on the one hand and also uh, disappointing and dangerous on, on another hand because Worldcon has declined in in membership declined in attendance for the guardian for the guardian's article here to sit there and say that worldcon is one of the biggest conventions one of genre's biggest conventions that is not true and hasn't been for a very very long time i don't think there were how many how many people would you say was at worldcon in kansas city uh, 5000 maybe Planet Comic Con has 80,000 people show up. Salt Lake, FanX Salt Lake, 120, 130,000. How many people show up at San Diego Comic Con when it's actually in San Diego? 180,000. There are small conventions like, well, Smallville Comic Con, Top Con in Topeka that get almost the same or better attendance than Worldcon does. Worldcon is not one of the biggest conventions in the genre anymore, hasn't been for years. And in 2015, for the, for the, for the, the organization to do what it did with the, with the Sad Puppies nominations, it just shows that they are just another junior high mean girls he-man woman haters club and if you don't if you don't have the right criteria if you don't meet the right criteria if you don't check off the right boxes you're not allowed in the club <coughs> excuse me the treehouse is not open to you <coughs> oh excuse me Critical Blast in the chat. For, for being a Worldcon, they rare, barely, very rarely ever host outside the U.S. and Canada, a few times in Australia, once in Japan, once in Finland. Yeah, I mean, there is there is something... But the marketplace being the way it is, I mean, it makes sense that you're going to have a lot more in the way of uh, activity in the United States, North America, because that's where the publishers are. For a lot of it, there's now I I say that I picked up I picked up a collection of uh, of Russian 
short stories one time. I haven't read them all, but, uh, you know, there are publishers in other countries, but, but by and large, the industry is here, especially when it comes to science fiction, speculative fiction, fantasy fiction. Uh, you have uh, the United States and the UK, the press, you know, Random House, Penguin, uh, 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 Del Rey, all, all of the major science fiction imprints are in the U.S. and the U.K., so it makes a certain amount of sense, and especially given the fact that Tor Publishing is in the U.S., and you know your mileage may vary on the accusations that Tor has, excuse me, essentially bought the Hugos. I don't know. I don't know if there's anything to that. I'm not going to get into that. That's not that's not relevant to this particular discussion. But the accusations are out there. And it is something to be considered that when you have uh, somebody like Tony Weisskopf, for example, in 2015, nominated as best editor. And by all accounts that I've been able to come across, Tony Weisskopf is considered one of the better editors in genre today. One of the better editors working in genre at any publisher, at any publishing house. She's at Bayon. But... Authors, by and large, sing her praises. Tony Weisskopf is one of the best in the business. Not not just one of the better editors, but she's a good person, too. I have not seen anything that would indicate people have a negative opinion of Tony Weisskopf, either as a person or as an editor of science fiction and fantasy. And yet... Because she was nominated by wrong think crowd, she did not get a Hugo Award in 2015. The category went to no award. There were so many no awards. Look at how great we are, how we're going to snub the, the sad puppies because no award, no award, no award. This is the kind of thing that's going on in comics right now. You, you think bad... We attack. So it's not anything new. Uh, the, the, what's, what the comics industry is going through right now is not untrod territory. Uh, if you've been paying attention, this kind of stuff has been going on for a long time. This kind of political gatekeeping, uh, social virtue signaling, uh, ideological stuff. This has been going on for a while. But for it to circle back now, and for the Worldcon people, for authors, various different science fiction and fantasy authors, to now have concerns about Saudi Arabia and how they treat homosexuals and women, when they've complained, you know, people complain about how homosexuals and women get treated in the United States. That's nothing compared to how they're actually treated in the Middle East. We don't, we don't persecute an entire group of people simply because of who they sleep with. We don't. I mean, you can make all the accusations you want, but it doesn't happen. It, it, the government does not sit there and say, you're gay, we're going to kill you. In some of these countries in the Middle East, that's exactly what they say. You're gay and we're going to kill you. You're a Christian and we're going to kill you. 
you're a woman and you're not allowed to vote. You're not allowed to drive. You're not allowed to talk to men who aren't your husband. You are not allowed to walk out of the house without your face covered. Oh, wait. Now it's a different kind of mask. Now, the only, the only site in the United States that I have seen that has covered this is Locust Magazine, and they've basically just reprinted the letter uh, from this group of professionals and fans. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through this because it's addressed to the World Science Fiction Society and Worldcon 2020 Chair Norman Cates. Now, again, let me point out that Norman Cates is the chair of Worldcon 2020. The committee that runs the 2020 event in New Zealand has absolutely nothing to do with the 2022 event. Let's make that clear. So to address this to Norman Cates at the 2020 committee doesn't do anything. So I'm re reading from the letter, quote, Dear WSFS board members and dear Norman, as writers, publishers, and readers of science fiction and fantasy, we are writing to express our concern that Saudi Arabia has been accepted as a potential host site for the 2022 World Science Fiction Convention, Worldcon. SFF, science fiction fantasy, is the great genre of possibilities and pluralities, unless you're a Republican. As readers, writers, and publishers of SFF, our task is to inspire wonder. We look up at the stars to seek out other ways of being. We look down at the earth around us to find enchantment, beauty, romance, horror, hope. We create new worlds because we believe that in doing so, we can make this world a better and intellectually richer place. A Jeddah Worldcon would allow fandom, a, a Jeddah, not Jakarta, I'm sorry, I misspoke. A Jeddah Worldcon would allow fandom a chance to visit a breathtakingly beautiful city, Jeddah. It would break new ground for SFF fandom, open up a new world to fans who may otherwise never have an opportunity to travel there, and show solidarity with creative communities within Saudi Arabia and other Arab states. It's therefore so they, they sing the praises of all of the things that are really great. It's therefore with great sadness that we must face reality for what it is, that the Saudi regime is antithetical to everything SFF stands for. Uh, read that everything SFF ostensibly stands for. The most recent Amnesty International report on Saudi Arabia states that in 2019, the Saudi government, quote, escalated repression of the rights to freedom of expression, association, and assembly. They harassed arbitrarily detained and prosecuted dozens of government critics, human rights defenders, including women's rights activists, members of the Shia minority and family members of activists. Some people, most of them members of the country's Shia minority, were executed following grossly unfair trials. Unquote. Saudi women face systemic legal discrimination while identifying as LGBTQ is uh, LGBTQ. QT plus. When did they change that alphabet? 
LGBTQT plus is illegal and can be punishable with corporal punishment and even execution. Saudi Arabia is a key player in the war in Yemen that has left 80% of the Yemeni population in need of humanitarian aid and has been accused of war crimes in the region. Now, let me let me uh, let me stop for a second. These accusations and all of this stuff, they they have citations here uh, to back up their accusations. But I'm just reading the letter because the basis of the letter is what we're looking at here, the, the foundation of the letter, not necessarily the individual accusations against Saudi Arabia. I'm talking about the general concept of this. So just want to be clear, because that could that could rabbit hole us and we could go all all over the place now. Uh, the UN concluded last year that it was creditable that the Saudi crown prince personally ordered the brutal murder of journalist Jamal Khashoggi, Khashoggi for the crime of writing words. It cannot and must not be acceptable to stage an international event against this backdrop. Indeed, the murder of Jamal Khashoggi alone should be enough to render the concept of a literary convention in the country an absurdity. On a personal level, we note that many of us would ourselves not be able to write or to live freely under Saudi law. We refuse to attend an event if those staffing it cannot have the same basic freedoms. We express deep concern that many members of the SFF community would be excluded from attending an event because of their sexuality, nationality, or, nationality or religious beliefs. We stand in solidarity with those who seek change in the country, and we write in protest, but also in hope that by raising awareness of the political situation in Saudi Arabia, a Worldcon SA will one day be possible. Yours sincerely. And then here's a bunch of authors, people that I have never heard of, except for Charles Strauss. I, I recognize Charles Strauss's name. I recognize, let's see, I think there was one more out of this group that I recognize. But for the most part, I have absolutely no idea who any of these writers are. I have no idea who any of these fans or organizations or anything. I, I, I've never heard of any of these people. I have heard of Charles Strauss. Charles Strauss posts on Twitter and he posts, uh, he posts the link to The Guardian, says he's a signatory. And if you get into his responses to people talking about this, um, okay, is this a discussion to be had? Sure. Do we talk about where it is appropriate or not for a world, quote-unquote, world science fiction convention to be held? Sure. But... What has to happen in terms of process for the World Science Fiction Society, if you are going to put conditions and criteria in place for your host cities, that requires a vote of the membership. It requires proposed amendments to the bylaws of the organization and the vote on anything proposed cannot take place until two years after the proposal has been put in place, if I understand it right. It's at least a year. I think it's two. So if, I, if I'm a member of the World Science Fiction Society 
And I'm at Con New Zealand. Well, I would be able to do it today, this year. But in 2021 in Washington, D.C., if I bring a proposal to the, t- to the floor and say, I propose that the World Science Fiction Society now be called the World Science Fiction Dandelion Society, it, it goes through a process. It has to be approved by committee. It has to go through review. And then eventually it has to be put, put to the membership for a vote on whether or not it's going to be adopted. That vote, if I put a proposal out in 2021, the vote's not going to take place until 2023, and it doesn't get implemented. If it passes, it doesn't get implemented until 2024. So it takes three years to change things in the World Science Fiction Society, assuming that everything goes according to the process. It could, you know, maybe it doesn't pass the first time, and you've got to go through the process all over again. But if you're going to change the criteria for the host cities, if you're going to put specific human rights criteria in there, if they're not there already, then you're looking at least three to four years before those changes take place. In the meantime, 2022 is coming up in two years. That's you, you cannot make any kind of a change anywhere in the World Science Fiction Society that will affect the site selection for 2022. And it is not the purview of the current committee for the 2020 event to have anything to do with the vote for the 2022 event. So the the letter is out there and it makes it makes a decent case to sit there and say Saudi Arabia might not be the best place because reasons Okay, fine. But what do you do in the meantime? What does the World Science Fiction Society Board of Directors do? Because they can't do anything because the bylaws restrict the process. So at best, you're bringing attention to the fact that Saudi Arabia is not the best place for certain particular types of people. And we've known that. But what what can be done? Does this kick off a discussion? Does this raise awareness in time for the vote of the site select committee, which I believe is going to be on Sunday. The timing of this is very interesting because just as we're getting into Worldcon 2020, I haven't seen anything about Chicago. Let's talk about Chicago. How dangerous is it to be in Chicago right now? How many people have been shot and killed? What they're averaging uh, 50, 60 shootings in a weekend? I would say that Chicago is probably not even not any more safe than Saudi Arabia at this point. Because let's let's game this out a little bit. Let's say that Chicago gets Worldcon 2022. That's all well and good for Chicago. But how many people are getting shot in Chicago? 
what happens if Chicago City Council decides to defund the police? What happens if the mayor of Chicago decides, uh, hey, uh, Chicago police, don't answer these particular calls? What happens if Chicago turns into a war zone the same way Portland has? We've got time. We've got time for it to happen. What, whatever the outcome of the, of the presidential election, take, take that aside. There's still time for Chicago to go up in flames. Because people are getting shot. Crime has escalated in all of these cities. New York, Portland, Seattle, Los Angeles, Chicago, Detroit, Minneapolis, all of them. And they got one thing in common. They got one thing in common, and they're all run by the same political party, and they have been for decades. But Chicago is the other city bidding on Worldcon in 2022. So on the face of it, you would say, yeah, sure, Saudi Arabia is not a good place for homosexuals and for Christians and for uh, maybe blacks, for women, for whoever. Pick your, pick your, your, your group, your protected class group. But look at what's going on in Chicago. Is Chicago any safer than Jeddah? Honestly, I mean, really, this is okay. If we're going to have this conversation. We can have this conversation. But that question needs to be asked as well. You have all of this concern and boohoo and hand wringing and gnashing of teeth over Jeddah, Saudi Arabia being a host city for 2022 Worldcon. Where's the concern for Chicago? Chicago has some of the strictest gun laws in the country and some of the highest gun-related crime rate. Where is the concern from these people over crime and evil in Chicago? Or is there is this absolutely honest concern over human rights in Saudi Arabia? Or is this driven by something else? And I ask that question simply because I look at all of this concern about Saudi Arabia, but I don't see any concern about what's going on in Chicago. Hey, you know, Saudi Arabia might not be a safe place for some of these people. Hey, you know, Chicago might not be a safe place for anybody in three months, in six months. Which is better? What conversation do we actually want to have? Is this a human rights thing? Is this uh, a United States versus not United States thing? Is this a... Well, see, and, and that question 
stop and consider because when a Worldcon is held outside the United States, outside of North America, like say if it's in Dublin or for this year it's in New Zealand or, or wherever, then there is a sister event called NASFIC that happens in North America. So United States, Canada, Mexico, you have NASFIC, which is the North American Science Fiction Convention, that takes place simultaneously with Worldcon if Worldcon is not in North America. Where's NASFIC going on this year? Do you know? It was supposed to be in Columbus. Supposed to be in Col- Columbus, Ohio? Yes. Really? Oh, that's right. Yeah, okay, Columbus, Ohio. See, and that's the thing, too, is uh, the NASFIC site selection, that goes on the year prior. So if, let's say, if Jetta South, South, uh, South, South America, Saudi Arabia, if that becomes the site that gets selected for 2022, then at next year's Worldcon in 2021 in D.C., that's when they'll select the site for 2022 NASFIC. Because if Worldcon is going to be outside the United States, then there's going to be a, a sister event that happens here. If it becomes, you know, if it's if it's selected that Chicago is going to be the site, then there won't be an uh, uh, there won't be another event anywhere else. There's no outside North America sister event that I know of. There's Worldcon and there's NASFIC if Worldcon is outside North America. <clears throat> but it's a very real concern. And I'm and I I I'm I completely understand people wanting to have that conversation, thinking that that conversation is necessary because it is. I will agree. The human rights questions going on in the Middle East, that is a concern. And it's a concern for me, not from a political standpoint. It's, it's, not a, it's not a politics thing for me. And for a lot of people, it's not a politics thing. Human rights, basic human rights, basic God-given human rights are a thing to be espoused and championed because that's how God made us. I don't talk a whole lot about my faith in, the, in, in all of this, but as a Christian, looking at how people are treated in the Middle East, to me, that is a big concern because of my faith, not because of my politics. The relationship that people have with each other, for a lot of people, it's defined by your relationship with God. And the Muslim faith, Islam, has a specific, particular re- relationship with God, and I use that term loosely. Their, their, whole, their whole idea of what's supposed to happen is not, in my mind, is not an accurate interpretation of what the Bible says. Now, when you get into the political aspects of it, human rights, voting rights, uh, uh, women's rights, homosexual rights, whatever, that's another, that's another piece of this, and that's another part of the conversation that needs to be had. But that's a State Department conversation. That's, 
that's if you really if you really 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 want to get into that as an organization the world science fiction society should go to the state department and say hey state department what can we do what what can the state department do because that's a that becomes it's not just the organization that's making policy for their organization you also have to work within the parameters of our national security policy what's our what's our foreign policy does that come into play here does that factor into any of this i doubt it does the world science fiction society doesn't think that big they only think about their own little insular box but when they're inside that box, they are patting themselves on the back quite a bit. But now they have a problem because as exclusionary as they have acted in the past with regard to the whole sad puppies thing, now they are faced with the question of, a, of, a, of an event in a country that does the same thing does the same thing to a different group of people? Sure. But they do the exact same thing. And it is the virtue signaling leftist progressives that are now faced with the possibility if the site gets selected for Saudi, uh, for Saudi Arabia, they are faced with the possibility of getting treated the same way they treated others. When you participate in the cancel cult, eventually the cancel cult will come for you. And we see that in the comics industry, we see it in the video games industry, we've seen it in literary circles and now it is coming back to bite the world science fiction society in the butt i do not envy them it is a conversation that has to be had it's a conversation that does need to be taken place but it's a conversation that should have taken place years ago as some people have pointed out in the various different discussion threads I don't have any respect for the World Science Fiction Society because they are already an exclusionary club. But now they have to deal with an exclusionary government and what are the consequences if the membership decides that Jeddah is going to host the 2022 Worldcon. They are going to be spiked on the horns of a dilemma there. What do they do? And what are the consequences for those who attend? Now we have the people who are concerned about Saudi Arabia and people who are concerned about Jeddah as a host city. And there are some people who are sitting there saying, we won't attend if it's in Saudi Arabia. We can't attend if it's in Saudi Arabia? What about the people who do attend if it's in Saudi Arabia? Are they going to be looked at with a side eye? 
are they are they going to be suspected of having wrong think? Oh, you went, you went to the Saudi Arabia event. You must be one of those people. Guilt by association is a thing. Ask Ron Mars. Ask Tom King. If you're looking at the uh, the comics industry, guilt by association happens all the time. Oh, you you. Look what's happening with Ellen DeGeneres. She sat next to George W. Bush at a football game. (gasps) (coughs) She's canceled. What goes around comes around, folks. If you participate in the cancel cult, you will be a victim of the cancel cult. It will come around to get you. If you don't stand up for the people you don't agree with, then nobody's going to stand up for you when it's your turn to get snagged. And it will happen. Because that's how this mentality operates. That's how the, it's, the, it's Saul Alinsky's rules for radicals. You keep everybody separate. You keep everybody at each other's throats in order to control them. And eventually, they'll come for you. I should point out that I added a new disclaimer at the, at the top of the show. The views expressed in the program are those of the individual participants. And since it's my program and, it's, and I'm the host, then I'm right. or something like that anyway thanks very much for watching today folks those who are listening in the podcast you do are uh you are invited to uh join us live on youtube monday through thursday from noon to one next week we do have some guests lined up rick stacy will be here chris braley from bleedingfool.com will be in and uh, we will have conversations about various different things. If you would like to save some money on stuff, superherostuff.com, we have a promo code set up over there, 10% off when you use the promo code sci-fi for me 10 when you check out. Also, uh, if you would like to uh, take the money you save at Superhero Stuff and give it to us, uh, we do have a Subscribestar account, subscribestar.com slash sci-fi for me. There's a couple of levels there that you can uh, support us that way. And if you would like a sticker, here's a photograph of those handy, nice, top-shelf, high-quality stickers. You can send us a self-addressed stamp envelope, sci-fi for me, 1503 Main Street, number 305, Grandview, Missouri, 64030. That is an off-site location, so don't send us anything that you wouldn't want your mom to see. In the meantime, if you are just finding the channel, if you haven't subscribed yet, we do invite you to subscribe. And yes, uh, uh, RJ, I am looking forward to our conversation with uh, with Chris Braley. I'm hoping by then we keep hearing that part two of the Whisper Network expose series that uh, Bleeding, Bleeding Fool is, is uh, posting. 
hopefully that part two article will be out by then, but I don't know yet. Um, but the, uh, Chris will be in on Tuesday, and we'll have Rick Stacy here on Wednesday. We're still working on Monday and Thursday show. Try to get some guests in. If you have suggestions for people uh, to whom we should send an invitation, uh, let us know. Send us an email live from the bunker at scififorme.com, and we will add people to the list. I have a lot of names on that list already, and I keep adding to it. So uh, in the meantime, like I said, we do invite you to subscribe, have your notifications turned on and set to all. And uh, we do invite you to check out the other uh, the other shows that we have here on, uh, on the channel. Uh, this week... Uh, we are in the middle of a very busy broadcast week. Last night we had a new episode of Salacious Crumbs drop with the latest Star Wars news. Tonight, a special night, a special edition of Triple Bites with Star Trek and Orville news. We normally would have run this last week, but we're running it this week because we thought we were going to get news about Star Trek and Orville out of Comic-Con at home. We didn't get that much, so uh, there is that. Plus, we've got a new tartar sauce tomorrow night at nine. Ranker Pit Friday at eight. So we've still in the we're still in the middle of a very busy broadcast week. Uh, we will have Comic Con cancellations a little bit later on tonight at six thirty uh, here. So uh, we do invite you to, to check that out again. Make sure that you're still subscribed. Have the notification bell on. Tell your friends. Inflict us on your enemies. And that is going to do it for us now here live from the bunker. Thanks very much for being a part of this program. And we will be back with more later. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Copyright 2020 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. 